My next guest is someone who has been saved for 27 years, but out of those 27 years, she's been a pastor's wife for 23 years. And so I want to introduce to you today, Bernadette Ortiz. Thank you, Bernadette, for being my guest on this podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really honored that you asked me to do this. No, I am honored to have you. So I want to ask you, um, just tell me a little bit of about your childhood. Well, I was um, born in California, but I grew up pretty much in El Paso. I was here by the time I was about five years old. And so um, I was I did grow up in the El Paso area. Why did you decide or why did your parents decide to move to El Paso? My dad was he was in the military, he was in the Navy, and so he was medically discharged at, at that time and so we came back to El Paso. Did you have any family here in El Paso? What was why why did your family choose El Paso? Yes, they were they were born and raised in El Paso, so all of our family was here, pretty much here in El Paso. And so at this point in your life did you um did you go to church at all? We, I grew up Catholic, so it was um, pretty much part of our life. Most of our, my young life, I remember going to church on Sundays. And my parents were pretty involved in the church for most of my, my childhood. We, so we were, they would help out in the church that they were there. We even had a priest living at our house for a while. Really? And then, um, but they, at a certain point, um, they had a fallout with the Catholic church and, and they decided that they weren't going to go anymore so I just remember that just ended at one point in our life and they were kind of um, angry at the church and we didn't really it wasn't something we did anymore and so what did you think at that age about you not you being so involved in church one moment and the next not even going to church anymore what was your thought process I was a little bit angry too, just watching what had happened, you know, with them. And, and so I, I didn't really have a relationship with God. All I knew is that we went to church and I, I kind of, I, I missed it. I wanted to have something with God. I guess something does, I desired it somehow, but I just didn't know um, how to get it. But not going to church anymore, I didn't even, after, after a while, I just stopped thinking about it. And I didn't even really know what was required of me as a Catholic anymore as, as I got into high school. So how, how were you in high school? In high school, I was, well, throughout my childhood, I was a, my life kind of revolved around my family. And I, even through middle school and all those years, I, I didn't find out till my later years that um, kids were going to parties and stuff like that. (laughs) To me, my, my weekends were with my family and, and um and when i went to high school my parents um got a divorce and so after that that's when i i found out about parties and and drinking and everything my um i watched my dad go through the divorce my my parents went through the divorce and my dad the way he handled it was through drinking and and i knew that in my life at at the time when i was watching it i never wanted to become that i never wanted to be somebody who drank like that but when it happened with my parents it seemed to be the thing I turned to and and I turned to it when I don't even think they knew that 
I mean, I'd be home by myself. All of a sudden, I, you know, I always had my family around me. And then all of a sudden, I'd find myself alone sometimes at home. And I would start going into the liquor cabinet and just taking, you know, drinking things. And I don't think my parents even knew about that at the time. How did your parents' divorce affect you? It affected me a lot because, uh, you know, they were they were my world, my my family, you know, and and after that, it was kind of like something was missing and I was looking for something. I didn't have my parents there on the weekends anymore. I know I would be they used to be there at my games when I was playing sports. And all of a sudden I was walking home from my games alone. And so at night and, and they were in their own little worlds while they were you know, going through whatever they were going through as they were doing that. And so I found other ways to fill that void. And I, you know, I started drinking, I started going out with friends and partying and, and um, I was very lonely. I remember that. And at that time, how did you deal with your loneliness? Well, um, I came to a point in my life, um, just from living the way I was living, uh, just in and out of relationships, and I couldn't get any, it didn't seem like I could get anything right. I was just alone, and I didn't feel I had a reason to live, a purpose in my life. And I came to a point where I did try to take my life, and um, and I, I think the I was scared to take my life because I didn't know what would happen if I did if I did pass if I died what what would happen where would I go and and I think as I was trying to take a a a bunch of pills I know I looked at it and I you know I, I in my head I'm saying oh this should be enough but really knowing in the back of my mind this is not enough to kill me but you know because I was actually too scared to really take my life but I just tried anyway just got real sick nobody really found out but a neighbor of mine that helped me through it and um but i it was something i i thought about because i was just so i just so desperately wanted a change in my life who who was your best girlfriend at the time who would you hang out with well, at the time, I have to say I was a horrible friend. I think my all my friends that I had, I had a group of friends that I hung out with in high school, but I think I pushed them all away, just like I pushed all my family away, my sister. I pushed them all away and because I just wanted to live the life I wanted to live. And I started, um, I found guy friends that I could hang out with that I could, you know, because they wouldn't hold me back. I could, they would drink as much as I would. They would stay out as long as I would. And, and, um, they, I didn't have to worry about them. Then my friends didn't have to worry about having to take care of me. But of course that you, you get a whole nother different set of problems when you're hanging out with pure guys, because you can find yourself in situations that aren't good. <laughs> you mentioned you having your sister and you kind of pushing her away. How was your relationship with your siblings? Are you, is it just you and your sister? Yes, I only had one sister. And um, as we both went through this and and, uh, and we both handled it in, in different ways. She was uh, she was drinking and partying as well. And, and she was kind of going her own direction and I went in mine. My, my family really did think that I was 
maybe comes some kind of basket case because I, I was never around and I think they thought I was into drugs and and all kinds of things because I there was nights I just didn't come home but I was I was working in nightclubs and and uh, as a um, cocktail waitress and my big dream in life was to become a bartender and uh but the the whole nightclub scene was horrible and and there were drugs constantly around but I remember one you know they would offer drugs to me cocaine and everything but one thing that kept me away from is from it was that they would look at me and and they would people would answer for me oh no she doesn't do that kind of stuff she's too innocent and um whether or not I wanted to try it I didn't care because I love that they called me innocent because in in the back of my mind I really did want that innocence back from your childhood yes how did you end up working at nightclubs and bars? The crazy thing is that um, my parents helped me get these jobs. <laughs> I don't even know if they remember. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a, it was crazy knowing who I was and yeah. that I was having trouble drinking and everything. They, I got a, my mom knew somebody and they, he knew a man, they knew a manager at uh, this new nightclub that was opening up. So I became a, a cocktail waitress there. And I would look, work at some little dive bars when they need a, a bartender. I would go take work there for for a day or so. But um, yeah, I just started working there in those jobs because they were get, you could get good tips and yeah. <laughs> so you graduate high school. You're working at bars and nightclubs, and shortly after, did you start college? Yes, I was I was going to college um, right out of high school. So throughout this time, I was I was also attending college here at UTEP. And what were you planning to do with your life? Well, um, I wanted to become a psychologist. <laughs> My major was in psychology, and I think most bartenders want to be a <laughs> psychologist in some way because <laughs> they see all the problems people have. Yes, <laughs> maybe I was trying to figure out my own life. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So you've been attending college for about two years and you have this friend. Tell me about that friend. Um, I have a, I had a friend that I, I grew up with her um, for most of my um, young years. We played basketball together. Her dad was a, a, a basketball coach of mine and um, we became good friends and we started, I think, throughout college because she's actually one of uh, a someone who helped me go to college <laughs> she took me to orientation and made me go so I started college because of her and um but we also started partying together and we we would go to um, little bars together and we'd go watch some um, live concerts it's something we like to do on all, some bars on Dyer and just different places we'd always go to concerts together um but I hung out with her for many years of my young adulthood so tell me about that one summer that you went to South Padre Island with this friend. Well, um, we decided to go on a trip. Her Actually, her family was going on a trip. They were going to Brownsville, and they were dropping us off in South pa Padre Island. Me, her, and another a friend of ours went over there, and we spent three days there. And he dropped us off. Her, her dad dropped us off and took us to a little bar, bought us drinks, and then he left us there for three days wow so this was a um 
one of the last trips I remember that I had and I was just so tired of the way I was living but that first night there in South Padre Island we stayed at this bar from it was afternoon until late in the night and um it was drinking from I don't from about three in the afternoon till midnight or longer I don't know how late it was but I remember that that night I was sitting at the bar sitting on top of the bar instead of a bar stool and I fell off I remember I was drinking so much I fell off cut my forehead open and uh you know we weren't even of age yet but so the police came and everything they were trying to take me in an ambulance and I didn't want to be taken um I said I would take care of my injury on my own and of course I embarrassed myself yes yes (laughs) and so I of course I embarrassed myself I don't even know what I said or did or whatever after that but I went, we went back to our trailer and, and that night in uh, the next two days, I remember just being there. It's like, no more. I don't want to go out anymore, even though we're here on vacation. I'm, I was like so tired. I was just tired of embarrassing myself and, and feeling the consequences the next day of things that happened while I was so drunk that I wouldn't even remember. So the rest of the trip, what did you end up doing? The rest of the trip, I just I just stayed in the trailer. I didn't want to go out anymore. Um, so, um, but on the way back home, we, you know, of course, it was a long, a pretty good, uh, pretty lengthy drive home. And I remember my friend telling me that, you know, on the on the way back, I don't know why we started talking about it or how all of a sudden she told me about her brother, that her brother had gotten saved and that he he. Um, completely changed and and her brother was the type that was the the stoner in the corner who was all depressed and never smiled and didn't even talk to us but he was um he was she said he was actually smiling and speaking in tongues and at the time I had no idea what that was but um she said that he had invited us that he wanted to invite us to some live concerts because he knew that that's we like to do that you know and we'd go to bars and Um, watch live bands and so he invited us to some concert at the door and I told her I was like let's try it I mean maybe it'll be good something something where we're not going to a bar to watch it's like I told her that I really wanted to go so obviously God was bringing you closer to salvation but what were your thoughts initially when you had heard that she was inviting you to church and telling you about her brother and his transformation I thought at the time that it was something something that I thought it would be a good thing and I I was hoping that somehow I could do the same thing but um I just thought we should give it a try it's a Saturday night and you go to the door concert scene and what are your first thoughts when you walk into the building? Well, um, actually, I had gotten a, um, I think um, uh, her her um, brother had given my number to one of the sisters in the church. So I got a phone call um, from Jennifer Lopez and she called me, left me a message. I received the message while I was at work and it was that same Saturday I, I, I called her back and, and which is something so not normal for me because to call somebody I didn't even know and and you know and respond to a phone call was just not something I would usually do 
but I did it and I told her we I would meet her there so I got off late from work and I picked up my friend and we went to the concert and by the time we got there it was over and so I walked into the concert and there was just people you know standing around but one thing I noticed right away was that they looked different and I I could just see it in their eyes I I didn't hear any 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 um preaching I didn't hear any music I didn't hear anything but I just saw something different in all of them so you completely missed the concert that you got invited to what did you do after well they invited me to go eat um so we went to a restaurant and I went out to eat with uh, probably a group of about 10 people and um we had a good time I we talked about God well they talked about God and I listened (laughs) and I um I remember driving back taking my um friend home and I told her and I told her when I dropped her off I said you know what these people have something that I don't have and I told her I want what they have and so um I told her we need I want to go I want to go to the sur- a church service you know and of course by the next day I went to work again Sunday morning and and I I you know I was about you know I was thinking about the church and I was like no you know I was like oh I'm not gonna go today <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm tired from work and second guessing yourself yes and um but I got another phone call and they told me to go to church and so I decided to go. Was it Jennifer that called you? Um, I believe so, yes. And she, um, and so I went, I went to church um, Sunday night, and um, I, I gave my life to Jesus. I remember hearing the altar call and hearing, you know, um, I was kind of scared to raise my hand, but I remember them saying that. I remember the altar call, and and Pastor Lamb is telling, saying that. You know, God's going to bring this this opportunity up to you when you stand before him. And uh, are you going to say yes or no? And so right then when he said that, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to say yes. And I prayed. I gave my life to Jesus. And and from then on, I never looked back. I, I kept going faithfully from then on. Did you see that there was a difference between Catholicism and what you were experiencing that day yes definitely because there was a complete change in my life I you know I no longer desired alcohol I didn't want that life anymore I I I stopped hanging out with the friends that I used to hang out with and I I didn't want that life anymore and before um when I was trying, I knew when um, I wanted a different life, I remember trying to go to the Catholic church. I'd pull my dad and I'd say, hey, let's go to church on Sunday morning. And I'd leave the same person and Monday would come around and I'd start the same life. And until Sunday came around again, I was like, oh, there has to be something different, but I couldn't find it, you know? Yeah. So you get saved and you're in the church serving God and from this point on you think okay this is this is my way of life but you obviously got married tell me how that started well um when i went to church i still didn't think that marriage was for me i seen so much in um when i was partying and in that lifestyle with married couples and um 
in at work and I knew they were married but they were with other people and they were at work and and I just thought that that's the way life was and so I really didn't want to get married and of course after after a while I started seeing the married couples in church and I thought wow I think maybe marriage can really work when you're serving God and living for God and and um but there was one thing I I knew I didn't want I didn't want somebody who was kind of in and out of church or somebody that wasn't all in for God. I, I thought I've seen enough of that in the world. I don't want somebody who's half-hearted. I don't want somebody who just comes to church, but work is first or school is first or anything else is first. If, if they weren't living for God with their whole heart, I didn't want anything to do with them. And so when you met Angel Ortiz, your husband, did you see those qualities in him? Yes, and that's what I loved. I, I loved that he he loved God. And, you know, we started the reason we started talking was because he was bringing all kinds of the um, youth to church. He had his truck full all the time with young kids. And and I had my car full of, of young girls. And so we were trying to take them to fellowships, made sure we take them to church. And so I knew that he cared for people. And, you know, that's some if I knew if if I could be with somebody that loved God and put God first then it it could possibly work (laughs) yeah so how does he even start talking to you um we well we would start talking through in the fellowships we were always at the same fellowships because we always had all these young kids with us so we'd always we ended up in the same bible studies and the same we were in same fellowships so we just kind of started talking through that and then we started, we actually ended up in the same ministry where I was in some video ministries that we, yeah. we were in. I see a pattern here. <laughs> so what what was Angel's uh, reaction to you? I mean, he just came up to you and how did you guys start dating? Um, just through, uh, while we were in ministry, we just started talking and then one day we went to have coffee together. <laughs> Of course, he says it was me. If you ask him this story, I was the one after him, but that's yeah, not true. <laughs> I believe he would say that. <laughs> well, of course, I said yes. <laughs> you found <in> love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was a short time. We we started talking, and uh, we I think we dated for three months and um, were engaged and. No, it was six months we were dating, and then um, within three months we were married after that. So we was a wow. whole nine months, <laughs> the whole process. Uh, you guys have been married how long? It'll be 26 years this year. Wow, that's awesome. Did you ever predict that your marriage was going to last this long? No, not. I mean, I I remember of my group of friends in, in high school, they picked me as the last one to get married. <laughs> and I ended up being the one that got married first and my marriage has lasted. If they could see you now. <laughs> yes. I want to talk about something kind of significant to your husband and it was his hair. When did he decide to get rid of it? <laughs> he just um, cut his hair. I actually didn't want him to do it. <laughs> I liked You his liked hair. his luscious locks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he um, he cut his hair because he knew it was something he needed to do to be a disciple so he chose to do it so he cuts his hair and the next concert he's preaching correct 
Um, he was, yeah, he started preaching short, shortly after that. I remember pastor saw him and he was kind of shocked that he didn't see his hair. <laughs> and so not too long after that, he started, um, um, my husband wanted to know what it took to be a disciple. And um, after that, pastor told him that he was preaching on at the concert. <laughs> yeah. So was this kind of like the stepping stone, would you say, for the rest of, of your journey? Yes, uh huh. That's where it started. Um, he started preaching there, and then, um, of course, he, that was his desire to to preach. And how about your desire? Was it a desire of yours to be a pastor's wife? Well, I never considered myself like somebody that could be a pastor's wife. It's just not how I saw myself. But, I mean, of course, I was willing to do whatever God wanted me to do. And if that wasn't his calling, of course, I was going to, I would follow him. Regardless. Yes. So tell me about the first time that you guys discussed about actually going out and preaching the gospel. Um, gosh, I don't even remember a discussion where we talked about going. I just know that whenever we did talk about it, I told him I would go, you know, it was course I was willing you know what was the first location that you guys ended up going we ended up going to Los Angeles California and how was your experience being a pastor's wife for the first time it was fun I really didn't know what I was doing I didn't know what I was supposed to do but we just did it we had a good time and and uh I look back and there's just um you know it was a great experience we met some great people and um and I we really had a good time. I was sad to leave. I was sad to leave that church behind. And um, but I'm so it was something. It was a great part of my life. And tell me about your kids. How many kids do you have? I have four kids. Um, my son was um was three months old when we first went to California, and I had my daughter there in California. My oldest daughter was born in California. And do you regret? you having to take your kids in this new environment would you have rather them grow up in the church i think um one of the best things for them was them growing up in little little churches everywhere we went i think it was a great experience for them and i think growing up in pioneer churches it was just it was so much a part of our lives that i don't even know if they know what to do without that you know and our life every day was was finding a way to outreach their birthday parties was always a, a follow-up party <laughs> so <laughs> we had people from church and it was just it was just a fellowship and 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 um I think they got used to it just uh, uh every birthday party was just our fa our little church family wherever we were you can definitely see the passion that they have um uh, seeing your kids now and I know that's a contribution of you guys actually being out in the field and so I do think it it was worth it so um you guys also went to which other other places to pioneer um the next place we went to was Juarez we were there for a couple years with my my um two oldest um we were there not very long and then after that, we were um, we assisted in the El Paso church for another couple of years. When did you have Aaliyah, your third child? Um, she, we I had her while we were assisting in El Paso. 
so it's been um los angeles you went to juarez mexico came back to el paso and did you guys end up staying here or what was the plan after that after that we went to puerto rico and we lived there for five years and that's where my um my youngest daughter was born how was your experience being and living in puerto rico well puerto rico is um very different it's even though it's a territory of the united states it's a very different country and um it was a, a more of a a dangerous country and it's um amazing my kids grew up in that and they see they saw a lot of things you know um hearing machine guns go off was was something that was normal for them and which is kind of crazy as i look back but god kept us he kept us safe and um which is a blessing because i even as we lived there i didn't live in fear even knowing that so many there were so many deaths all around us i don't think there was anybody in our church that didn't know somebody that was that had just been killed recently because it just happens so often there that's amazing i can't even imagine living in that environment but let alone having your kids live in that environment i know there's a there's got to be an element of trust in god wholeheartedly because it is it is scary but um i want to kind of divert from that right now and i want to talk about where you guys are currently pastoring well right now we are in uh, havana cuba and um all my girls um were with me Anastasia um, Ali and Alana were there have been with us for almost three years now um, my oldest daughter is now going to stay in El Paso but um, that they had they have had a great experience there in Cuba just um, the people there are amazing and their response to God is just amazing and they what they've seen there as far as God moving and touching lives I think has really touch their lives so looking back on your entire life what do you think about it of where god has brought you well god has um saved me from so much because i don't think i don't think um if god hadn't changed me i don't know where i would be because i don't know that i could have stopped drinking and and finding a finding a peace and happiness without God because I I was so lonely I was so lost and I um I couldn't see myself getting married um I don't even know if I'd have a family but I think God has just blessed me so much and that you know he gave me four awesome kids that I've seen you know and that that they're serving God and they don't have to live what I live through and I hope that you know that's one of the most important things for me to see them have a different life than I I had growing up and not to make the same stupid mistakes that I did but to have something better that's amazing I'm so glad that you have decided to live for Jesus all of these years because your testimony is awesome your lifestyle the choices that you decided to make to pursue God and his uh, destiny for your life and for your family and I know that people are going to be touched 
by the words that you have spoken today. And I really appreciate you coming and sharing with us. Mm -hmm.